Welcome to the Speaking From Our Hearts podcast. In this edition, we'll be talking about many aspects of life, particularly health, relationships and wealth-related topics, all from a heart-centred approach. Your host, Paul Lowe, has a long and successful history of helping others through his coaching and mentoring, as well as his many charitable initiatives. He's been responsible for positively impacting thousands of people's lives, particularly young people from challenging backgrounds. Paul is the author of the books Mastering the Game of Life from Pain to Purpose and Speaking from Our Hearts. Welcome listeners to this Mastering Life episode once again. Very warm welcome back. And um, on our health-related topic, we're going to be talking to Elaine Godley again. You may recall that Elaine's been on previous episodes talking about the Perfect 10 Wellness Programme. And in today's episode, we want to talk about the second part of uh, those 10 um, parts and how your mind determines your health. So, Elaine, very warm welcome to you as well. Thank you very much, Paul. Hello, everybody. So, okay, so how your mind determines your health, Elaine? Okay, um, as listeners may recall, my um, my passion is uh, behaviour and how our behaviour affects everything we do. Um, I've come to um, understand more and more about the health aspects in, in recent years. Um, <clears throat> primarily, um, most behavioural models are used in the workplace, so to determine what sort of career uh, we might end up with and um, how our behaviours uh, are suited to those careers. For example, if you're um, if you're somebody who's good at detail and uh, have an analytical mind, then working as an accountant, for example, or an analyst would be a good uh, choice for you. Somebody who's better as a, as a people person, shall we say, would be better suited in an environment that uh, they're, they're constantly talking with people, and you know whatever that that may be, sales, marketing, um, customer services, etc. Yeah. So if you imagine when we're if we're in an environment that doesn't suit who we are and what our behavioral strengths are, that's going to build up stresses and tensions. And over the years, I've seen many people who are clearly in the wrong roles. I call them squags, square pegs in round holes. <laughs> right. <laughs> if you have a if you have somebody who is outgoing and needs to be with people and you put them in an office on their own, you're not going to get the best out of them. Mm. They're going to become miserable, uh, certainly not very good at their jobs because they'll be pining because they really need to be with people. Um, as a result, their health will suffer. So depending upon what type of personality you are, um, you're likely to have a predisposition to different, uh, different what do you call it, um, illnesses and, and um, situations. So when we look at the, the DISC model, which I use, which is the dominance, influence, steadiness and compliance, you've got the four, four aspects. We have all of those aspects in us to a greater or less degree, but um, typically we'll have two of those characteristics that will be our leading behaviours. So, so say, for example, somebody has a, a DI profile, so they're dominant and they're um, influential, they would need to be in a fast-moving, fast-paced environment where they have control. Um, they're they're left to their own devices. They can they're basically just given a job to run with. Um, they will be thriving in that environment. Put them in a situation where they can't do any of those things, and they will be struggling, and they will be very difficult to manage as well because they'll be continually arguing 
why they why they can't do this that or or, or other thing so yeah. those type of characters are likely to be suffering health-wise if the continue if the situation continues and their sort of illnesses will be things like heart attacks strokes um high blood pressure they will be trying to do everything to their way they'll be taking on too much and as a result it's likely that they could get burnout and these characteristics are typical of um, high-flying people in business people who own their own businesses so entrepreneurs senior management ceos um you know very, very senior management head teachers anybody who's sort of at the top of the tree or or you know climbing towards the top of the tree the more they do the more they are likely to um come a cropper in due course if they don't have the rest of their life in balance as well mm. so it's not just looking at you know what they're doing in the environment they're in it's also looking at the other aspects of the perfect 10 program um to get their life in balance and, and I see all the time, Paul, I see people, um, I mean, I put myself in this category because this is what happened to me and um, kidding myself that uh, working till two, three o'clock in the morning wasn't work because I enjoyed so much what I did. And um, therefore, how could it possibly be work? Yeah. And yeah. I then get up, you know, go to bed two, three o'clock in the morning, get up at six o'clock and start all over again. Mm. And uh, whilst at, at one level, intellectually, I thought I was, you know, coping well and I was having a whale of a time and very successful uh, at bodily level um, my body had other ideas and obviously it's it's completely a silly thing to do but when you're in it when you're on a roll you don't realize that we know what's happening to you it's amazing Elaine isn't it um, you know how we can I suppose and it's not too strong a word to say con ourselves that you know you've just alluded to it perfectly there for, you know, for whatever reason we do, I think we're master conners. I know, you know, when I go back to my own uh, sort of previous existence, if you like, and I will call it an existence of, of my addiction with drink, uh, you learn, You it's a bit like being a chameleon, isn't it? You learn a, a behaviour, a way of life, a language, an approach, and, and you match all that emotion to it. And, and you do actually con yourself to, to an ultimate level. But the reality with that is for me and my experience and my understanding is... If you are, uh, what was your terminology, um, Elaine, squagging? Squag, yeah, if you're a squag, a square peg in a round hole. Yeah, something's going to give because that doesn't fit naturally. So, you know, there's only ever going to be one winner in that situation and uh, it certainly wasn't me. <laughs> you've, you've also got the um, increase um, of fibromyalgia and ME, these, these types of things, and... Sure as eggs are eggs, everybody who I've met with these conditions, typically it's women because we tend to overdo things, although I have come across with uh, some men with, with those conditions, but mm. men will tend to sort of more, more, more go for the breakdown type scenario um, and just have a, have, a, have a breakdown, as it were, get it over and done with and, and, and you know, they're back up again. But with women, it tends to be more long-term and it goes into chronic conditions which take a while to uh, manifest because they're pushing through being super women. You know, we have to, we have to, to do double uh, the work of men in our minds to st even stand still because, you know, we have to prove ourselves in, in the business world. Yeah. And, and um, then, you know, an aching back or an ache in the side or arms hurting or whatever it is. Oh, it's one of those things I'm getting old. Oh, I've pulled this. You know, you, you, you justify yourself. Like you were saying, Paul, you, 
you know, we con ourselves, we, we talk ourselves in and out of all sorts of nonsense. And mm. um, so just taking a breath and just, um, you know, looking at what we're actually doing to ourselves. But of course, it takes somebody from the outside. And um, hence, you know, the need for a coach or a mentor to keep you on the straight and narrow. Definitely, definitely. I mean, you've, you've alluded to the context of work there, Elaine, but isn't the reality that that approach that we're talking about, it's across the board. It doesn't discriminate just to work, does it? No, it doesn't. And and I hadn't actually worked for years in, in the true sense of the word. I've been doing you know, a lot of uh, volunteer mentoring for the past well, pretty much well, 10 years when, when I look back now. Um, so it's it's whatever role that you're doing. Um, I just have to have a conversation with myself because I've been doing too much volunteering and um, I've got that out of balance. So I'm now um, curbing what I'm doing and I'm putting stuff online because I've found I was exhausting myself and I have to walk my talk. You know, I, I can't say to people do do one thing and then do something else myself. That's that, that's not cricket. So um, I found myself getting overwhelmed and um I'm not at work, you know, I haven't been sort of working in the true sense of the, the word for a long time. So yes, you're absolutely right, Paul, every aspect of your life, you know, even, you know, busy mums taking on too much on, you know, the PTA and looking after everybody's children, um, you know, running around if you've got elderly parents to look after. There's a whole variety of ways that this this can um, manifest. It doesn't have to be just pure work, absolutely. Mm. The other um, behaviour type, so the S and the C, these are the more introverted types and they are um, very much a slower pace type of um, characters. So the S is the um, uh, supportive, I, I call it, and the C is the conscientious. Yeah. And they are um, working through systems, processes, working to a very high specification, doing everything properly, which takes time. So that's why they're a lot slower than the, than the D and the I's in, in their pace. And they tend to internalise. So where the D and the I's, you know what's wrong with them because they'll tell you and you can physically see it with them. The S and the C's will be putting on a, on a happy smile but actually being, be crying inside and shriveling inside. Yeah. So they internalise everything. So the kind of conditions that they get were are, are, are things that, that that are related to worry they worry about the s's will worry about anything and everything um, whereas this high c type will be holding on to thoughts and things and the types of things they will be both be getting will be possibly um skin rashes uh it might be my regular migraines uh, stomach issues crohn's disease ibs all these kinds of things and um, ulcers Anything that's, you know, can imagine that's kind of inside of you. So it's the insides grumbling, um, whereas the outside might look okay. So um, the pace that people work at is a, is a key trigger as well. So if you're in an environment, wherever that, that is, uh, home or work, and the pace of the environment that you're in doesn't suit who you are, then that, again, is going to create stresses and, and strains and cause all sorts of um illnesses and injuries and the types of illnesses will be aligned with who you are as a, as a leading behavior type so you know we've got everything from uh, anxiety as well of course depression constipation even gallbladder problems arthritis um, insomnia fatigue etc they're the kind of s and c behaviors uh, illnesses uh, there's loads more but you can you know you you get the picture here from from the type that I've described, yes. and then um, the the eyes, um, as I've said, over overindulgence. So 
could be drink, drugs, sex, it could be um, uh, high blood pressure, um, over um, overworking the adrenal glands, so complete complete fatigue, high blood pressure, um, and um, leading to cardiovascular problems. So um, uh, burnout again, but also with the, with the D's, sports injuries, IDs will tend to um, get a lot of sports injuries. Um, typically, they've got more top testosterone than, than than other styles, and they will be running. Um, and that is their form of relaxation, whereas a high S person might take a book and, you know, swing on a hammock and kind of just dream dream of nothing or, you know, watch the waves or something. Um, a D would, wouldn't dream of doing that. They would be running on the beach, you know. So um, all kinds of things can, can happen as a result of us being in the wrong environment, doing too much or too little. So you put a D in, in, a, in a space where they're not doing anything, they will be extremely frustrated. Um, and their blood pressure can can raise because they're doing nothing. So there's all all different ways that you can look at this, but it's not rocket science um, when you when you start thinking about it. Um, what you can do to minimise your risk of health, um, simply understand what your profile is and uh, work to your strengths rather than putting yourself in a situation where you're you're working against yourself. Get you getting in your own way. So at the risk of oversimplifying it, Elaine, it's the, um, um, in my ABC approach, it's, it's the A, it's about raising our awareness. There isn't a right, there isn't a wrong, but there is the need to raise our awareness of, you know, to use your squeg um, analogy um, or, or saying that, well, you know, what type are we? Are, yes. are we becoming a squeg? Because if we are, that's going to put a lot of pressure on us. Exactly, exactly. And, and you know, it, it really isn't difficult to, to work out. I mean, there's there's lots of um, places on the internet and people can get um, free behavioural profiles. Um, I, I wouldn't recommend it to, to, to use as decision making or career guidance or anything like that. But you can get a you can get a good um, drift of what um, what people style, you know, leading styles are. Um, yeah. It's not what's in the profile that's important. It's how you use it and what you do with it, um, which is why I would always recommend having a having a coach to give feedback and go through with you. Because even if you have a, a similar profile to somebody else, there'll be aspects in your life, your culture, your environment, back, background, upbringing, etc., that will be different. And of course, the context um, to interpret the profile will be will therefore be different. Yes. So uh, yes. absolutely accept, acknowledge. Um, who you are and uh, then your best place to work towards um, a good solution rather than working against and, and becoming a squeg. Do you think, I mean, for me, Elaine, listening to this, this is a question of acceptance. I mean, and it is a general question, I suppose. But do you think we as human beings, we kind of struggle with that, that acceptance of, you know, being something else other than what we think we are. So, you know, for a D to possibly cross over and become more of an S or a C, it's like, no, that's not me. I'm, you know, and that kind of rebellion, that resistance, that defensiveness around that, I mean, that surely is going to compound the, the situation even further. So it's not easy, is it, to actually accept that, um, because we, we build up such a picture, don't we, about who we think we are. And that's the key thing for me here. Who do we think, well, there's, there's an old saying, who do you think you are? Well, that's a yes. very, very good yeah. question. Who I think I am and who I actually am, well, that, that's a different thing altogether. Yeah, 
Absolutely right. And and there's so much pressure from society that we should be this and that and bigger, better, you know, whatever it is. And, um, you know, the grass is always greener and, and so on. But we're, we're told to always, you know, try and move forward and try and um, change things. But we don't, we, most people go through their life not knowing what they're supposed to be changing. They don't know themselves. So um, when I first got trained in this profiling over 20 years ago now, the first thing I did was work with students, uh, teenagers, to help them to identify what their strengths are so that they could go into careers that suit who they are rather than just because their mates got an interview or their mum works somewhere or, you know, whether their teacher says they should do such and such. Let's find out who you are, who, who um, you know, how you can benefit with your, your strengths. And, and many people that I profile, when they get the feedback, um, some people I've had in tears, I've had grown men in tears when they see, when they read a report that basically is their own information fed back to them um, in a report format. When they see their strengths and they read about themselves, some of them um, thank me because they have never met anybody who fully understands them, not even their wives that they've been married to for 30 years or whatever, you know, or their husbands. And um, when they realise that actually they don't need to keep trying to be somebody else, they can be themselves. You know, they have got some amazing strengths of character and um, it's a release for them. So and, and, and they cry, bless them. Yeah, that emotional, <laughs> that energy release. I can understand that. What was going through my mind there, Elaine? I can't remember who coined the phrase. I think it's a sort of semi-well-known um, phrase. He said, as he can't remember its source, but something along the lines, people invest all their health into gaining wealth to then invest all their wealth into gaining health yeah absolutely right see it time and time again time and time again um, I, I often hear stories and and people who um um you know i'm into people through cancer primarily but other other conditions as well and try and help them avoid them in the first place but those people that i've mentored um through cancer they they also have been these you know a lot of the big business people you know my, myself included i didn't get me or fibromyalgia but i got cancer four times mm. so you know i wasn't listening so clearly the universe had to teach me a real lesson and um gave me stage four cancer four years ago so um there's and, and because my profile is so resilient um and i'm you know very well versed in personal development stuff and all sorts i i had no problem in recovering but that's not the case for other behavioral types so again there's different types of approach to how to get yourself well when you have uh, become ill and um, by using your profile strength so again i start the perfect 10 wellness program with behavior because when people realize how their behavior pattern has got them in the mess that they're in um, but equally how they can use it to get out again and it's really profound it's extremely enlightening and, and so helpful yeah and um, one of the i mean i want to share this elaine which is a bit of a generalization but one of the comments i um i receive from clients is you know when you you sort of giving insights or sharing or what have you it's like it can't be that easy it can't be that easy you know when you've got um something that's that's well tried and tested and you know and, and it can so, I mean, do you experience or have you experienced that, Elaine? And, you know, particularly say, um, you know, when you're thinking about rolling out your well, your, your perfect 10 um, 
wellness program is that kind of a comment that you're geared ready you know to accept or, or yes to yeah embrace? absolutely people people look to complicate things mm. and the answers are very simple um, we did a, a, a session this week on the mind and I'm going to be talking to you about that in, in another podcast um, but the mind is a, is a magnificent um, organ if you like, if, for want of a better description that and a tool that we tend to really really complicate things there's so many tools and techniques we can use to calm the mind um, to, to, to get back to clear thinking and I'll, I'll be talking about some of those um, in, a, in a later session with you but so uh, yeah generally speaking people try and complicate things because it, it it's almost like uh, I'm conning them you know how can it be so easy to recover from cancer well if you do x y and z why not lots of people have done it I'm a walking example yeah. um, and, and, and people do you know I actually carry a letter with me Paul which shows my diagnosis um, and there are several, um, and I've actually got currently got um, compound fractures in my spine that I'm dealing with, and and people people just don't don't believe me because you know how can you be so positive and optimistic and outgoing and do all this stuff that you do and helping others when you've got these health challenges? My answer is well, how can I not? You know, I've got all this information to share. Um, it wouldn't be right for me just to keep it to myself. So I think it's a real privilege and um, position that I'm in. Because I can speak from experience. Definitely, I mean, that, that's our role. I think uh, as human beings on this planet, you know, we we amass many experiences perceived to be either good, bad, or indifferent. That's our human perception of what they are. Because of course, the experience itself is neutral. It only has the power that we give it. And I, I totally agree with where where you're coming from there, Elaine. Because I think uh, you know, irrespective of who we are and what our life experiences are. We take the learning from that, uh, get rid of the badness, if you like, and just pass on the good lessons, learn. And that, for me, is the epitome of evolution. Absolutely. And it, it, again, it's not rocket science, is it? It really isn't. No, it's not. So I just want to flip over, Elaine, uh, if I can, into the mind element of this. I know that that's kind of a key session, but um, is there a kind of a really simple stroke blatant relationship between the mind stuff and the relationship stuff um i think so there's there's and again there's lots of different tools and techniques that that, that we could use I'll, I'll cover some of them in the in the session but um even even some it's a very simple formula like um e plus r equals o which is uh, one i've used for many years e is the event o uh, where are we um r is the the reaction and O is the outcome. Yeah. So, so E plus R equals O. The event, as you alluded to, is neutral. Sounds like we've got a squeaky mouse on the line. Um, e is the event, the neutral event. The R is whatever response or reaction you give it. And that could be positive, negative, any which way. And that equation will give you the outcome. So if the outcome isn't what you want, um, it's because the reaction or the response you gave to the event is inappropriate, and that happens with health. You have people, you can you can think yourself well, you can think yourself to death. I've sadly seen many people who have actually put themselves into an early grave, which is very sad, but it happens. Definitely, definitely. Um, 
So in terms of the mind, because I want to kind of uh, use this as a bridging um, episode, Elaine, if I can, and, and focus a little bit more on the mind now. What is what? Give us an insight, if you will, into the power of thought. Um, well, there's a saying, where the mind goes, the body follows. Hmm. So if you're thinking positively um, when you're walking down the street, your whole body language will be positive. If you're thinking miserable thoughts, your shoulders will be slumped, your whole body will be in distress, really, and your your whole demeanour will be negative. You, you've only got to look down the street, you know, waiting at the bus stop. You can see the mood somebody's in by their body language. So body language is a big factor, and that very often comes from what's in our mind. What's in our conscious mind affects our subconscious mind, and that in turn affects our physical um, being so the whole lot's linked up you know our thoughts um, in our mind subconscious and conscious mind affect our our body behavior um, and then they, they will then manifest illness or or th a thriving situation brings in the beliefs element elaine doesn't it it does indeed yes and attitudes beliefs attitudes values and behavior uh, to me, it's very difficult to kind of separate them all out together, and they are they are aspects of um, of uh, what I what I cover in the Perfect Ten program. Mm. Um, what we believe, what our values are, what we stand for, you know, um, whether we're positive, negative attitude, um, you know, a helpful person or a, an unhelpful person, um, all all has a bearing, and all affects our health. Yeah, was it Gandhi um, that said your beliefs? influence your thoughts your thoughts influence your words um this yeah there's this whole hierarchy isn't there at the top yes, of that tree yeah. is that beliefs thoughts words actions results and and yeah. sort of minced in with the the uh that's, that's minced in where, where did that word come from mixed in even <laughs> mixed with the the latter part of that brings in as you say the habits the values and all this this stuff that you know we basically we don't we don't really give it any major thought, do we? But that kind of takes it back, Elaine, to what you alluded to at the top of this conversation about having that objective coach or mentor, so that he or she can can guide and and, and raise your awareness. Because for me, it does, as I've said, you know, previously, everything always comes back to awareness sooner or later. Absolutely, it does. Yeah, and then when you're aware of something, acknowledging it, and then working out the best way to go forward and if you have a coach or mentor to work with you and guide you then that uh, makes life a lot easier doesn't it it does indeed yeah okay elaine so um is there anything you want to add to to what we, we've covered thus far we've you know obviously we've started by building on the previous session that we um we talked about in terms of behavior um we've started flirting with how the mind determined your health if you could sum up and i'm really going to put you on the spot here but if you could sum up for the benefit of the listeners how your mind determines your health in one quick sort of metaphoric knockout punch lane what would that be if you don't believe you're going to live and live a, a healthy life if you don't believe you're going to recover from illness you won't simple as that wow simple but powerful yeah superb thanks for that elaine so how can people get hold of you, Elaine? How can people contact you if they want to find out more? I mean, I find this fascinating. I really do. But uh, for the, you know, for our listeners, how, how can they uh, reach out to you if they uh, if they want to? My website is www.perfect 
health.co.uk perfect-health.co.uk or google me elaine godley or search me on facebook um, i've got a perfect health facebook group with um, nearly three thousand people in and um that's a lot of people use that as a go-to resource for health matters there's a lot of people helping um other people with um health related situations there, which is a very very Good group superb and i can vouch that because i'm part of that group so uh, well thanks very much elaine for your um for your imparts there your insights and uh, certainly your experience and your wisdom so yeah very very uh, sincere gratitude for you you know for, for taking the time to share that most welcome so there you have it listeners uh, that was elaine talking to us about uh, perfect 10 wellness program uh, there will be follow-on episodes where we dig down into those uh, other eight aspects so uh, until the next time take care keep safe keep loving and keep mastering life hearts helping everyone achieve results towards success